This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Three, two, one, go. Previously on a 20th century boy. What happened to you, Mike? We were friends. We were brothers. Mike is gone. I am what remains. The podcast gods never told you about your father, did they, Pat? They told me enough. They told me you killed him. No, Pat. I am your father. No! If you walk away from me now, you will never see me again. Well, if it means saving the world, then that's a risk I'm going to have to take. Mike, a bomb's been planted at the base. I'm going to sacrifice myself. It's the only way. Zach, no, don't! Zach. You were a fool to come here tonight, Mike. On the contrary, my friend. Very soon, you will be dead. And I will rule the world. Mike, you've got to come back with me. Where? To the future. Okay. Do you have a time machine? Oh, no, I thought you'd have one. Uh, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Lukey. Of course we're not in Kansas. Kansas is in America. This isn't America. Think carefully, Mike. Which one will it be? The red pill or the blue pill? What about that white pill? That's just Panadol. Oh. Rumour has it old man Mikey comes down from that old house once a year on Halloween. For what? For revenge on everyone who wronged him. The prophecy spoke of a boy that would put a stop to the nonsense of corporate podcasts. A boy who will have the conversations you wish you were having. Alas, no such boy has ever been found. Until now. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name is Radio Mike, and this is the inside of my mind. Oh, welcome, season five of this show. I cannot believe we've been going for five years. Well, we haven't really been going for five years. We've been going for four years. This is the start of the fifth year, but still cannot believe we've been doing this for so long. I started this podcast when I think I was about 23. Now I'm 28. What the hell? That's crazy. I'm getting old. And I'm growing with this podcast. Um, I'm so excited about season five. Welcome back to the show. I think this is a great place to start. Hopefully there's a few new listeners here. Um, This is going to be a great place to start the podcast because some people, I think it's overwhelming sometimes. People are like, oh, do I start at season one? Do I start? Like, where do I start? Can I just jump in at any time? Or do I have to start from the start? Don't start from the start. Start here. Great place for you to start. Don't go back. Don't go back to the first season, at least. I cringe so hard at that. Please don't listen to it. I was a different person then. I cringe. But if you have to, go listen. I don't know. I'm not going to take it down. But I prefer people to just start here and don't wonder about what came before. Just don't do it. Just be blissfully unaware of the past and be like, this is where I'm starting and I'm not going back. No, go back if you want. Um, If you are new, welcome to the show. I'm so excited again about what this podcast and what I, as an individual creator... Um, is gonna are gonna do in 2023. I'm really excited for a big year of content. Um, and if you if you're familiar with this podcast, you know very often on this podcast I throw around that I'm doing a big year of something. Uh, and I just did it within you know a couple minutes of this episode. 20th century boy though, it's the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. That's what we strive to do on this podcast. Have the conversations you wish you were having about the stuff that no one else cares about. Right? Because 
it all stems from kind of me being a really nerdy kind of curious kid who never had anyone to just talk about all the crazy stuff I was into. And now I have a podcast where I do it and you guys listen. It is a one-sided conversation, but, and I want to make 2023 a big year for this, just did it again. I want to make 2023 a big year for listener participation again, okay? So there are multiple ways you can message in, right? Get in touch with the show, radiomikepod at gmail.com. Send me an email. DM me on Instagram at radio.mike, right? Or call the podcast hotline and leave a voice message. I want this to be a big year of voice messages, guys. That's three big years already. The phone number is 1-800-438-353. If you've got a contribution to the podcast, there's only one number you see. Call that number, leave a voicemail. Ask a question. Ask me anything. Ask a question. Give me a topic you'd like me to talk about on the show. Like, hey, Mike, it's it's Damo. Can you talk about this thing? Can you talk about this? What's your experience with this? What do you think of this? Leave a voicemail. Of course, written messages are, are, are great, but I love hearing your voices on the show. Also, if you don't want to call the number, just go into my Insta DMs and record a voice message. I can record it off there and I can play it on the podcast. So please consider doing that. That would mean a lot this year. I would love to get voices. We used to have a lot of people calling up. It kind of dwindled a bit in 2022, but I want to bring that back. I liked the versatility of it and the variety of it. So please definitely do that. Now, of course, coming back, elephant in the room that intro to the podcast the previously on 20th century boy i think that pretty much catches everyone back up to speed on what's been happening in the past five years no that was such a fun surprise little project that i wanted to surprise everyone with obviously you heard it but it was previously on 20th century boy and then it was sort of like a collection of uh known famous movie moments and also just sort of more movie tv thriller sort of tropes um and mimicking like a tv previously on this show and then it just has little like sort of mashup clips of things that have happened on the show I, I, I this week and i'm sort of all over the place here but of course you can always support this show patreon.com slash radio mike you get a plethora of bonus content every week and this week on the TCB Overflow, which is an extra 15, 20 minutes of the show um, that you can listen only on Patreon, I'm going to deep, deep unpack and just like debrief on every single part of the production of that because you would have heard a bunch of cameos from other creators that I've worked with or am friends with um, in that package. So I just want to give them all credits, all of them who very happily recorded a lot of stupid lines. Um, so I had Dave Lee down under. I had uh mikey d good friend of mine and good friend of the show jackie hutton i had producer pat of course zach miller friend of the show friend friend of me Uh, all of these people's are friends of the show and friends of me i don't have to specify it for all of them sammy garlip of course mainly from my other pod harry potter and the boys i had ruben solo ferg neil jack post luke kidgel um i think i don't think i've missed anyone actually and yeah it was so great putting that together. So if you want to hear more about how we made that, um, that little parody opener, which I've wanted to do for a while. I did want to do it for the opening of season four last year, but I just didn't have the time or, um, I don't know, yeah, effort to do it. Um, but this year I was like, yeah, I want to start off with a bang and kind of use it as a teaser or a trailer for the season and just have a bit of fun with it. And yeah, I really enjoyed putting that together. So I hope you guys enjoyed that a lot. 
I do have to start, as always. Uh, I, I, no, sorry. This week, I just want to start because it's a new year. I want to start with a couple of plugs. And first and foremost is my live podcast recording for my other podcast, Harry Potter and the Boys. Tickets are now on sale. Radiomike.com.au slash tickets. Grab a ticket. It's quite cheap to come. Sammy Garlip will be there with me and we'll be doing a live podcast recording of Harry Potter and the Boys. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be hilarious. Tickets are selling fast. There's still a bunch left, though. So we'd love to see as many people as possible coming along to that show you'll get to meet me you'll see me on stage and I'll take photos or you know whatever everyone wants I'll chat I'll stick around after the show as well and and chat to people and um yeah so anything you want um I'm really excited this is my first live show guys and probably my first big challenge of sort of pushing my boundaries in 2023 so I really would love to see as many of you as possible even if you don't listen to Harry Potter and the boys I guarantee you you will find it funny. It's just a naturally funny pod. So please go and grab a ticket to that. And it's in Melbourne, February 4th, 7.30 p.m. And of course, the other thing, patreon.com slash radio mic. I already plugged it. Little as a dollar a month. You get a bunch of bonus content every week. It's the best way to support this show monetarily. Um, We're an independent podcast. We only lose money off this podcast, but the Patreon really helps keep us in check. And uh, we do have a few new Patreons that I wanted to welcome to the show. So a special welcome to Patreo Naomi, who signed up on the $12 tier, Patreo Red on the $2 tier, and Patreo Jacinta on the $4.50 tier. Three new Patreons. We're currently on 71 Patreons. Let's get 100 by the end of the year. Would love your help with that. Um... Lastly, uh, I'm, do- I'm going to do... The YouTube has been growing a lot, youtube.com slash Radio Mike, short clips and catch-up clips from this podcast, but I'm going to do a 2023 Q&A. So if you do have any questions you want me to answer on that, just send me them in a DM and I'll answer them in that. Just a quick plug. That'll be going up in the next week. Okay, wanted to start the show because over the summer, and I did have a great summer, by the way, it was, um, you know, it was a challenging end to the year last year, but, you know, my summer and my break was really, really fun. And I've been able to relax and I'm so excited to be back, as you can probably tell. But a lot of people have written in and uh, I like when people write into the show, I call them write-ins, like all the people that are writing into the show, you write in, send in your write-ins for the week. And, uh, you know, sometimes, particularly last season, I just do five minutes or so of reading out some listener interaction, right? Just some general listener interaction, which basically was a segment. And I've decided because we love segments on this show and because we love openers to segments on this show... I want to do a brand new segment, which is actually just a rebranding of an old segment. And this segment is called... All the write-ins that you sent in. It's all the write-ins, all the write-ins, all the things that you guys have sent in. Just a couple listener messages. This used to basically be listener messages. Now it's called all the (laughs) write-ins. Basically just because I thought that was a fun pun. All the small things, all the write-ins. I don't know. Um, So... Welcome to the Radio Family. That's the collective group of listeners of this show, the Radio Family, that is us. Uh, Radio Tali Tribe. Welcome to the RF. Gonna assume you're a she because your name's Tali, which feels very she, but I'm not sure. Hey, Mike, sorry to bother you around the holidays. This came in on the 24th of December, and this really piqued my interest. One day, would you be able to upload the Shrek parody you did for the Shrek Hour back in the day? I was re-listening to the Luke and Lewis radio shows. I have it downloaded and pinned, probably one of my favourite songs. And this completely took me by surprise because 
This is referring to the Luke and Lewis radio show where Radio Mike was born back in 2017. And I completely forgot that on one episode of that show, we did a Shrek hour where we just talked about Shrek and played songs from Shrek. And then I completely forgot about this, but apparently I did a Shrek parody song and this guy linked it. And I just, I completely forgot that I ever did, did this. And, and I think what I find really interesting about what I do now is just there's so much back catalogue of content of me. And it's like this with every creator, that sometimes someone sends me a message and I'm just like, I have no idea what this is about. And then, I, then they're like, oh, you said it on this, in this, and this. And I'm like, oh, I completely forgot about that. Like, I don't even remember ever having that conversation. This is one of those times. I don't even want to play the whole thing because it's terrible. It's awfully produced. But here is a little bit of the Shrek parody, which maybe I will re-record better because it's terrible and I don't want it to live on. Now we're doing a radio show and, and it's Shrek you know we're talking Shrek, and I'm gonna leave her. What the heck? You're out of your mind. I'm above this show. I'm not a believer, and I'm gonna leave her this show. Thought that was so bad. I don't know why the music keeps dipping in and out of volume. It's so poorly produced. All of the levels are wrong. It's a really bad song. I might try and re-record it specifically for you, Radio Tully Tribe, but thank you for the reminder. Uh, I did not remember that at all from like five or six years ago. Radio Mitchell Avellino. He writes, Hi, Radio Mike. I have to say, after catching up on Harry Potter and the Boys, I was pretty lost, but it seems I have done it backwards. So he listened to Harry Potter and the Boys backwards, which is silly. And now I'm smashing through 20th Century Boy and loving every minute of it. Happy 25th birthday. That's an inside joke of this show. And does it count if I am an uncle to a newborn John? The new age of Johns are coming. And this is a reference to my theory, The Phenomenon, which went viral on TikTok last year and ended up on the Kyle and Jackie O show. What? And uh, The Phenomenon is the theory that everybody in Australia has an uncle called John. If you don't have an uncle John, then either you or your grandfather's name is very likely John and then if that neither of those apply then it is almost certain that your dad's name is John and good to see that the phenomenon is still staying alive and finally Radio Cal Hackett again wrote a message to me about something that I completely forgot about uh he I did a story on Instagram and it was a sign at a local uh pub I was at and there was a sign that said due to the national potato shortage we are unfortunately unable to offer bowls of chips at this time. Now, I thought that was crazy. We have a national potato shortage here in Australia. Pubs can't do bowls of chips. To which Radio Cal Hackett just replied, whoa, the shittest thing, which is a flashback to the first season of this podcast where I used to do a segment called The Shittest Thing that was a parody of the song the sweetest thing by U2 um, where I would talk about something shit that I saw and then play a sound effect that went, whoa, the shittest thing. <laughs> that was the whole segment. Just I, and, 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 I, and I read what Cal said and I was like, what does he mean? What, what is this? And then I realized it was a reference to that segment. Anyway, 
That is the first ever edition of the totally new and definitely not rebranded old segment. Okay, now there is an elephant in the room again, and there is something really pressing that I need to bring up. Um, and I and I had to I had to start the show the first episode of season five. I had to start this this way because I have to clear the air. I made a mistake. And accountability is very important to me. Last year on the show, prior to the release of Avatar The Way of Water, the second film in the Avatar franchise by James Cameron, which was released 13 years after the original, I made a big call. The call that I made was that Avatar 2 would not be very commercially successful in relation to the first film. And maybe for like the first week of it being released, I thought I maintained that I was going to be correct. But boy, oh boy, did I very quickly learn that I was in fact completely wrong. Do I look like an idiot? Yes, I do. Because Avatar Way of the Water has been, I guess you could only describe it as an overwhelming commercial success it is basically about to gross $2 billion in about probably a month now. And I got a lot of flack for this take all over the internet. TikTokers, Instagram, uh, YouTube in particular. My clip of this went pretty viral on YouTube. Lots of haters hating Uh, telling me how wrong I am, mocking me, and then saying, like, this video aged like milk. And to all of those people, I want to admit defeat. I was wrong. I was absolutely, completely wrong. I was vigilant in my stance, and I vehemently believed that I was right. But I was wrong. And you know what? I think in today's society, people like me... (laughs) who are able to admit their faults and admit that they were wrong, are the bravest people. Am I saying that I'm brave for admitting that I'm wrong on my own podcast? No. Maybe you're just inferring that from what I'm saying. But no, I, <laughs> I genuinely like have eaten my words. Don't worry. I feel ridiculous. And to all the people still commenting and um, insulting me online saying how wrong I was and how stupid I look and how stupid I am. Don't worry, because I'm feeling it. I'm absolutely feeling it. And you know what, though? I get torn to shreds about a lot of the opinions on pop culture that I have on this podcast. Don't don't even get me started on when I called Michael Jackson a pedophile on this show. Wow, I never... I still hear... People still DM me on Instagram with the most vile things because I dared to imply that it is a possibility that Michael Jackson was almost certainly a P-E-D-O. Um, so I'm kind of used to it now. Now I just kind of let things let things go. I just don't care about what anyone on any internet, any, any app or any internet website... Internet website? Website. Anywhere on the internet. I just don't care what... what what they say. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm, I was wrong. And I was wrong about Avatar. I wasn't wrong about the Michael Jackson thing, but that's another story entirely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I've, I've grown thick skin. And I, I guess in terms of like my development as a human being, five or six years ago, I, I would have 
if if I got the vitriol that I'm getting from all of this stuff, then I just would have hung hung up the towel, thrown the towel, thrown put the towel in. What is that? What's that saying? Put in the towel, throw in the towel. I think it is throw in the towel because they used to throw the towel into the boxing ring. It's throw in the towel, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. No one. If anyone comments being like it's not throwing the towel, but isn't there another saying? It's like throw the towel in. But then it's like put oh no, then I'm thinking of put your hat in the ring, which is actually the opposite of throwing the towel in. Putting your hat in the ring is like volunteer volunteering to do something. Throwing your throwing the towel in is is willingly stopping doing something because you've had enough. There you go, guys. A little English lesson for the first week of the pod. So I was wrong about Avatar. That's the whole point. Couple of uh, other important things for the show this week. Um, another thing from last year on the show that I needed to bring up. Uh, one of the main things that I talked about on the last week uh, on last year's show was how I thought that we were in a period of a saturation of prequels in pop culture. We just suddenly have this obsession with prequels, you know. Cruella DeVille, the prequel to 101 Dalmatians. Why? Why did that have to exist? They're making a Mufasa prequel to The Lion King. Why? Don't understand why that has to exist. Admittedly now, probably six months after I talked about this on the pod, I can't actually think of that many prequels. Um, But I'm positive that there are a lot of prequels (laughs) out there. And last year on the show, I made... A big call, Big Mike's Big Calls. That could be a new segment. I made a big call about this. And I basically was just complaining, like, why are there so many prequels now? Why is everything like, oh, remember this character? Here's how they got this. The Han Solo, the movie, that was another recent prequel. So anyway, this is what I said. This is just a funny, this was a joke, but this is just what I said on the show last year about this. Seriously, I would not be surprised if we got a Big Big Bird prequel that's like the dark and gritty origin story of Big Bird. There you go. I predicted that we might get a Big Bird prequel. You know, prequel to Big Bird from Sesame Street. Mike's big ear of Big Bird. No. Um, And obviously that was a joke. Like, that won't happen. But, you know, just to explain it, and I'm sure most of you understand it, but just to explain it, the joke is that, you know, it's like I think that all these prequels are so bizarre and out there, i.e. the Cruella prequel, right, that, like, you know, the only way it could get crazier is if there was a dark and gritty Big Bird reboot, again, which there won't be. But <laughs> what did I see about a week ago when starting to think of content for this episode of the podcast? Well, I saw... A headline that was a trailer for the prequel to Greece is in development. Let that sink in. Greece, as in Grease Lightning, Tell Me More, Tell Me More, Summer Nights, you're the one that I... Grease with Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. I never made that connection that they're both in that. Both, there is going to be, I'm going to repeat this, this is a movie from surely the late 70s, early 80s. They are making a prequel for it. They are making a prequel for Greece. And and to be honest, 
I genuinely at this point don't think my Big Bird call was that far off reality. Because Greece is something that I'm very happy to live in the 80s. I'm very happy for Greece to not re-enter the pop culture vernacular. Not that I think there's anything wrong with it. I just think I, I, I don't really understand who the demographic is for the Greece prequel, the Greekquel. No, that doesn't make sense. But like my mum loves Greece because she was a teenager in the 80s, right? Like my parents watched Greek Greece when they were kids. They're not going to watch some like reboot of Greece that's like a teen drama about the people from Greece in like high school. I I just and are they trying to make Greece relevant for our generation, which, like, I guess Greece is relevant for our generation because I, like, I've seen Greece when I was a kid because my parents had seen it. I know all the songs because you just, they were just part of common vernacular. I guess it's to make, like, I guess a lot of you listening to this show, I'm 28, it feels like the main demographic of this show is, like, people maybe 20 to 34. So I guess a lot of you just maybe haven't seen Greece and don't know what Greece is. Like, it's a musical from the 80s. And maybe late 70s, I'm not sure. But, you know, classic guy and girl romance. There's something about a car, Grease Lightning. I don't know. I can't, I can barely even remember it. But I just don't, this is my whole point. I don't understand why they're making a Grease prequel. The other thing, the funny thing about Grease is like, you you go back and watch movies or watch, I know we hear this a lot, but you do go back and watch things from that far back and you realise like, how and I hate I hate this word generally, but I realize you realize how problematic they are. And realistically, I actually think everything is problematic. Like I think if you want to find problematic analogies and pro- problematic things about any pop culture artifact, I think you can find them and make a case for them. So you know, but I, but I actually do. I find Greece interesting because one of the most popular songs from Greece is, you know, one of the early songs, uh, Summer Summer Nights, as I said. It's the one that's like, Summer loving happens so fast. Classic. And um, I remember when I was in primary school and, like, we did, like, the school concert at the end of every year and, the, and my brother's class did Greece, which is a pretty sexual... Um, musical for like 10 year olds to be acting out on screen Um, and there is a line in the song Summer Lovin' that I think just is just so not like it's not funny like it is funny but it's not funny Uh, I'm just gonna play it for you now does anyone else find that a little bit uncomfortable that, the, you know, the girls are all together and like, oh, did, was it love at first sight? And then one of the guys is like, oh, did she put up a fight? Uh, a little bit non-PC by today's standards. What do you mean? What do you mean? Did she put up a fight? <laughs> Awkward. Maybe that's why we leave Greece in the past. But it is like, it is full of those little, like... They sing the song Grease Lightning about the uh, the car and they're like, oh, all it is is about how we're going to get, it's going to get us laid and like we're going to get heaps of chicks and stuff. I don't know. Prequels, prequels, I just, I don't, I don't understand the obsession with prequels and I definitely wouldn't, will not watch this, uh, this Grease prequel. 20th Century Boy, we'll be right back. 
All right, guys, it's our first mid-roll break of the year, and I just wanted to use it to plug again, and I know I've done a lot of plugs this episode at the start, so I didn't do a pre-roll, and I won't do a post-roll, but I wanted to plug the Harry Potter and the Boys live show, radiomike.com.au slash tickets to get your tickets. I cannot wait, and I really want to see as many of you there as possible. They're $21.50 a ticket. Bring a friend, but if you have no one to go with but want to come, send me a message. There's lots of people going by themselves, and I'm sure you will have a great time, and I will introduce you to people there so please grab a ticket the other thing is patreon up now the overflow me unpacking that amazing compilation uh the previously on 20th 20th century boy compilation you heard at the start jump on and listen to that for as little as a dollar right now patreon.com slash radio mic back to the show Hey guys, this is Grandpa Simpson and I love listening to 20th Century Boy Season 5. Kanye West, little update on him. Kanye West has a brand new wife. This came out of nowhere. Uh, He is now married to an Australian woman. I don't know if they were officially married. Like, I think it's like a... I, I don't really understand what happened. Like, he's married to this woman from Australia and her name is Bianca Sensori. And, like, they're reporting it as they were married, but I think it was like they were married... They were like... I don't know. They, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't think they're actually officially married by law. I think they might have, like, had some wedding that wasn't, like, legally binding, but... She was a, I believe she was a Melbourne-based woman and, you know, she's marrying, she's married Kanye West. She worked for him. She was a worker. She's 27 years old. Um, Kanye's in his 40s. That's, that's fine. That's fine. And find it super interesting for, for a multitude of reasons. Firstly, I think she is now, I mean, and she's probably just a pretty normal person who works for Kanye, but it is weird that, I mean, you know, based on where Kanye was at by the end of 2022, it's weird that someone would want to marry him based on some of the stuff he was saying. But anyway, she is now being very kind of targeted by the media, particularly the tabloid media who were like, oh, look, look, this is a headline from the Daily Mail. From elite schools to wild festivals and Mrs. Kanye West revealing details and photos from Bianca Sensori's party days as she moved from high-achieving student to Yeezy's head architect. So they're just sort of, yeah, trying to put her out as a party girl and showing how like, oh, look, this is the girl Kanye's with. Look how crazy she is. And that's that's all fair. But the main thing that I want to point out about Kanye West's new girlfriend that I find particularly interesting is that if you actually look at a photo of her, she does indeed look like Kim Kardashian. She looks like the Aldi version of Kim Kardashian. Sorry if that's offensive, but it's true. She is very similar in appearance to Kim Kardashian. Her face, her uh, her lips, her body style and shape. This is not body shaming or criticizing her. I'm just saying very, very clear from this that Kanye West does, in fact, have a type. And uh, yeah, this girl, Bianca, is very, very similar to Kim. 
Kanye's got a type. He he knows what he likes in women, and he he's going. It, it is a, it's very interesting because you know, in this article, she you know she grew up in Ivanhoe. She's she's my age, so she grew up in Ivanhoe, which is right next to Kew, where I grew up. She went to Kerry in Kew, which is like down the road from where I grew up, and was friends with people from MLC, Genazano, and Xavier College, all of which were like. I had friends at, so she probably, I probably have mutual friends with this girl. I wonder, honestly, I wonder if I look her up on Facebook, if I have any mutual friends with her. Okay. It doesn't look like she has an active Facebook account. I mean, it probably makes sense. She would deactivate it if she was subject of so much uh, scrutiny and she's uh, famous. Lots of famous people deactivate their Facebooks. Um, But yeah, I reckon we would have people in common that we knew. That's so crazy. I did not realise she grew up like in the suburb next to me and she's the same age as me. So weird. But yeah, Kanye as a type. It's Kim Kardashian. She's the Aldi. She's very much the Aldi Kim Kardashian. If you're not from Australia, Aldi is like a discount supermarket that infamously has knockoff products of products that the main supermarkets sell. Like, you know the main supermarkets might have like um, shapes and they're like flavored biscuits, like pizza shapes. And then um, Aldi will have like pizza flavored bites or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, she's the Aldi version. I actually don't shop at Aldi. I don't, I don't see the the novelty of it. Everyone seems to love Aldi. Not this guy. Couple more things for this episode of the show. Boy, oh boy, is it great to be back. I mean, even with that apology, that shameful apology, um, it's great to be back. Wanted to do a little, put a little poll out there. I did this as a tweet and it caused a bit of a stir, but a lot of people seem to agree with me. I just want to make very, very clear the following. If you are a person who says could of instead of could have, do you know how stupid you look? I'm sorry to put it out there like this. I'm sorry to cause a scene about it. But the phrase could of is not a phrase. It is not grammatically correct in any way. And to me, like I see someone say could of and I instantly am like, you weren't listening at school. You didn't listen enough at school. And I value education. So it disappoints me. Could of doesn't make sense. Could have is the phrase. Of is not a verb. Have is a verb. Of is a preposition. Does not make sense in that context. However... Coulda, if you say coulda or could've, that's fine. Coulda and could've are like contractions of could have. The mistake that people make, and I just want to clear this up, a little bit of education again. The mistake that people make is they think that could've is could of. Could've is short for could have. It's could apostrophe V-E. Get the apostrophe replaces the H and the A. Could've. Could of, should of not in any way grammatically correct, common mistake, you should correct it. I think it's important that you correct that. Be be the bigger person here, start saying could have, could have, should have. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, fine. Could of, should of, would of, not fine, not a thing, not applicable in any situation. Makes absolutely no sense. I'm very passionate about this. I know there are words that I don't pronounce correctly, but I would appreciate it if as a family on this podcast, as a team, we can all migrate to could have, could have, would have, would have, should have, should have. No ofs. Of does not belong in that context. And I want to make that very clear. Our stance on this show 
about could of, and our stance is no. Our stance is no could ofs. Yes, could ofs. No could ofs. Just wanted to put that out there and move on to this next little bit. At the end of last year, I did announce that 2023, well, 2022 was Mike's big year of premieres. Got to a bunch of movie premieres over the year, had a great time. It was heaps of fun and, uh, you know, got on the list for Disney, started going to all the Disney premieres. Great times, great fun, awesome. Now, you know, this is still a year of premieres, you know. I know the Chinese Zodiac, they swap around a lot. You know, it's, it's the fox, oh, it's the lizard, oh, it's the rabbit, it's the monkey. They change a lot, right? For me, like, it's still a year of premieres, but it's no longer Mike's big year of premieres. And as I said earlier, I often do big years on this show. It's still Mike's, it's still a year of premieres for this show, not Mike's big years, not Mike's big year of premieres. But it is, in fact, Mike's big year of live music in 2023. Get ready to rock because it's Mike's big year of live music. That's right. Mike's big year of live music. Get ready to rock. We are going to be going to so many gigs this year. That is the goal. And it all happened because I went to the Sum 41 and Offspring gig at the end of last year. Had probably not been to a proper live gig since before COVID and I was like wow I forgot how good live music is so now I want to go to heaps of it um the first one I'm going to I believe is Weird Al Yankovic a bunch of people from this podcast in the discord are going if you want to join the discord just let me know but a bunch of us are going to that together it's going to be a bunch of fun seeing Weird Al but on a whim did buy tickets to and I'm so excited for this I did buy tickets uh, just one ticket. So if you're going, I would love to come with you uh, to My Chemical Romance and Jimmy Eat World in March here in Melbourne. Two of my favourite pop punk bands of all time, of course. My Chem. And the boys at Jimmy Eat World. So My Chem is the headliner, Jimmy Eat World are opening. I love both of these bands. And My Chem are recently back together. I actually had tickets to see them, I think, at Download Festival or something in 2020, but it was cancelled because of COVID. And it never... I think it got re-announced a few times, but again got cancelled. I ended up getting a refund for my tickets. And then this is the first time they'll have been in Melbourne for a long time because they broke up in like 2011, 2012. I love them so much and I'm so excited to see their show. I genuinely think their album, The Black Parade, is just a class. Like you, if you haven't listened to The Black Parade, it is a phenomenal album. Even if you're not really into like rock music or punk music, it's just a conceptually go and watch the music videos everything about it thematically uh is phenomenal and it's all about like death and um you know moving into the new life uh, the afterlife and welcome to the black parade it's it's awesome go and listen to it and jimmy and then they also had a follow-up album called danger days which was more like i think they were sort of like uh 
it, it was again very stylized, very comic book esque in the music videos, very conceptual and themed. I think they were like not bounty hunters; they were like rebels in like some post apocalyptic world. That's like the theme I think of that album. Great music on that album, and I always loved the theatrics of that band. It it felt very um, inspired by like Bowie and Queen and Green Day's American Idiot and other concept albums like that where there was a lot of theatre in the music and my chem particularly Gerard Way the lead singer always felt you know yeah very theatrical even though it was rock music it almost felt like theatre watching them live and watching their music videos so I can't wait to see them live and um you know interestingly enough like that that album Danger Days which again was so stylized and colourful Gerard Way ended up going on to create a comic book series, The Umbrella Academy, which is now a series on Netflix. I haven't seen it, but I just think it's amazing. Like, he's such a creative person to go on and create this comic book that then became a show that really felt like Danger Days, the album, and the videos in that album series were really showcasing his skills in world building. And I think it's always fascinating seeing creatives like that do stuff like that. Jimmy Eat World, um, of course, they have the album Bleed American, which is the album that The Middle is from, probably their most famous song, but they have a bunch of really fun albums. They have an album called Damage, which I think came out in 2010, around that time, which is just an incredible album as well. I highly recommend you check that out. But yeah, I am beyond excited for Jimmy Eat World and Mike Em in March. But then I realised... I actually bought tickets to another show that's not a live gig. Um, it's more of just like an event. I bought tickets to an event. It's a it's a speaker. It's one person that I like who's doing who's just doing a, an on stage speaking, right? Um, someone that I think is very clever. But then I thought, well, I mean, that's an event but it doesn't really fit in with Mike's big year of live music and that's what this is all about. So I then realised... Guys, I'm going to have to rebrand Mike's Big Year of Live Music already. We're one week into the year, but Mike's Big Year of Live Music has to be rebranded for this event and other events similar that I want to do it. So I think we're actually, it's not actually just Mike's Big Year of Music. It's like Mike's Big Year of Music and events, like, and live events. I think the, and I think the big year really represents my goals on a personal level for the year. For example, Mike's Big Year of uh, premieres, I wanted to go to movie premieres. So that became a goal of the year. But for this year, it's I want to go out more and go and do stuff and enjoy live music and live events and stuff. So I've had to already... You did hear that opener for Mike's big year of, li- of live music. Unfortunately, I've had to create a new opener that is more inclusive of the event side of it as well. So it's not just Mike's big year of music. We are actually doing this... Ready to rock because it's Mike's big year of live music and events. <laughs> so yeah, it's Mike's big year of live music and events. And uh, yeah, in February, uh, I am going to see Richard Dawkins speak. Uh, he's doing Hamer Hall here in Melbourne, and yeah, I I love Richard Dawkins. He's Um, quite a well-known speaker and author and scientist who um, wrote 
books such as The God Delusion, which is one of the best books I've ever read. And as well as that, he wrote uh, The Selfish Gene, really drawing on and expanding on the work of Charles Darwin, the guy who originally posed the theory of evolution. Um, He's a great speaker and every podcast I hear him on or TV interview or debate that I've heard him on, I just love listening to him speak. So I actually bought tickets to see Richard Dawkins, an event, not a live gig. And uh, that's, yeah, at Hamer Hall in Feb. So I'm really excited for that as well. And then there's a bunch of other, like, live things I want to go to. Like, I think the podcast, The Imperfects, are doing a live podcast recording at Hamer Hall as well. So I want to grab tickets to that. And, you know, that's why I just felt like it didn't all fit in the umbrella term of Mike's big year of live music. So it has to be Mike's big year of live music and events, right? That's what it is. So hope you guys w- will join me in coming to a few of these events. And of course, my own live show, you could get tickets to that. If you're having your own big year of live music and events, that would be great to see you there. That can be one of your first ones. But yeah, any if you do want to organize a podcast meetup where we can all go to an event or a live gig or a live podcast or anything, definitely jump in the Discord. Like everyone's sort of keen and a bunch of us, like I said, are going to Weird Al and we've all gotten tickets together. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to do all this stuff. Oh, it has been so good to be back. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think, oh, I could have, I could have, I could have ended the podcast. I should have gone and done this. I would have gone and done this instead. But I'm so glad that this podcast has been running for as long as it has. I'm so glad that you guys are here. So let's end the first episode of season five with this. The plug. The first thing I want to plug, and uh, not o- not only is it uh, Mike's big year of live music and events, uh, it's also Mike's big year of, and this is not related to the pod, but it's Mike's big year of trying new content ideas and letting things, letting just, yeah, experimenting with things. Um, and one thing I've been experimenting so far that I've been wanting to do for a while is I'm doing this new project called Mike Listens. You can find it on Instagram at Mike.Listens and TikTok at Mike Listens and YouTube Mike Listens. Basically, every weekday, I'm listening to uh, an album. Can be an album I've heard before, can be an album I've never heard before, can be new, can be really old. And every weekday, I'm listening to it. And then I'm doing a one-minute sort of TikTok-style video reviewing it and also just keeping a diary of all the albums I listened to in 2023 on those pages. Um, So I would love for you to follow those accounts and get around it. The main reason was I really wanted to talk about music. Like I wanted to talk about music because I love music. I love listening to albums. I love getting into bands, discographies, seeing where they were at that point of their personal lives and careers and seeing how that reflects in the music. Of course, It's also a chance for me to um, hone my writing skills and my speaking skills in a short form and review review format. So I'd love to have your support. You can also recommend an album that you'd like me to listen to and review. Um, That's just going to be an ongoing thing. And again, I'm just putting stuff into the ether this year, seeing what works, what doesn't, not trying to push anything. But yeah, would love your support on that. Mike Listens is a really fun new project that I I'm really excited about. I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. Um, Harry Potter and the Boys returns next Tuesday. So in four four days from now, if you're listening on the day this was released. Can't wait to be back. And again, only about two weeks till our live show, Fem Forth. Grab tickets again. I know I've already plugged it at radiomike.com.au slash tickets. And 
Of course, starting off the year, jump into the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Best way to support this show. You get the TCB overflow. It will be up right now. So go and listen to it straight after this. And uh, in this week's overflow, I'm unpacking everything that uh, everything about that intro package, the previously on 20th Century Boy package, including, you know, people's demo demo lines they sent in people who did it uh people who recorded funny stuff how i put it together every reference in it everything that it's referencing and everything to do with that i'm gonna unpack in the overflow and of course on fridays every friday it will continue the pat and mike show myself and producer pat unpacking and deep diving on one topic from this pod answering your questions and a bunch of other stuff uh like that so uh yeah i'm gonna leave it there for the first episode back i've been really excited i'm looking forward to hearing from you radio at gmail.com at radio.mike on instagram subscribe to the youtube all of the above um yeah thanks for jumping back on for season five can't wait for a big year mike's big year of big years <laughs> see you later guys my name's been radio mike and this is the inside of my mind podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content, stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram, and get in touch, radiomikepod at gmail.com.